The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist, that's Steve Olivas, tackle your relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing this week, Steve? This week I'm doing great. My back is back in place. I'm feeling good and I'm ready for the question. What have the listeners got for us today? All right. Here's what the listeners have for us today. Question for you guys. I'm an only child with elderly parents. Dad's a classic narcissist. Charismatic, self-congratulatory, everything is about him. Mom is a narcissist too, but of the victim variety. She's never wrong about anything, but the world is out to get her. Everything is awful and tragic. She needs help, but never agrees with the help offered. She and dad split 20 years ago, but I am caretaker for both uh, for them both. Mom is suffocating me. I've got dad, two teens, a husband who travels and work. Uh, she wants me to visit every day. She cries that she has no one other than me. She's driven all her friends away. When I spend a whole day talking, uh, taking her to the doctor and running errands, it doesn't count as time with her. When I go to her house, she always complains when I leave. Nothing I do is right. Her oven and I, uh, her oven broke and I bought her a new one and she didn't speak to me for two weeks because she hated the color. I consulted with her before I bought it, offered options. Her color was no longer available and she refused to make a decision for over two weeks. So I finally bought one. I try to distance myself, but she piles on the guilt. Every time I call or go over to her house, it's a litany of all the things wrong. There's never a positive. My kids are busy with school and activities, and she guilts them about not visiting enough. Her negativity weighs on me and the constant criticism of anything I do. How I parent my kids, shop for her, relate to my husband, makes me want to spend less time with her, but she's constantly crying for me uh, that I don't see her enough. Phone calls also don't count. I see her two to three times a week, more if I, if I have doctor's appointments for her. She and my dad talk daily by phone so she knows when I see him and she keeps track to tell me later if she thinks I spent more time with dad. She always thinks that. Uh, when, she all, uh, when she asks how I'm doing, no matter what I say, it turns to her. I had surgery recently, and if I comment about a pain or other issue, uh, when she asks how I'm doing, she turns it to how she has worse issues and her problems are a bigger deal. It's exhausting. I'm an only child. How do I keep caring for them but not get sucked into it so much? And I have a 24-hour caregiver at both mom and dad's house currently. All right, Steve. Oh, geez. Yeah, this, this, is, this is an intense one. What do you got for us? <laughs> Boy, you really, this is such a testimony, James, to the power that parents have when they program their kids. That uh, <clears throat> the guilt that mom can induce, that was installed in this letter writer for a very specific purpose, which is to make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, that mom's needs continue to get met. And it, it sort of shows you the difference in wiring, how people get programmed early on, because for anyone else listening to this, there might be a few that relate to the letter writer. I'm going to assume this is a female. She has a husband and kids. So let's say this gal that some may relate to this gal because they have similar parents, but everyone else right now is staring at their phone or staring at their car radio going, are you kidding me? Why are you putting up with this? But that's the point that she can't divorce herself from this because mom is so deep into her head. Now, the good news is that uh, you're going to outlive mom. That's kind of the way that it works. <laughs> the bad news is 
it doesn't matter when mom dies, whether it's soon or she lives to be 110, you're going to feel terrible and that you have failed her whenever she dies. And so I would start working with a therapist if I were her to begin understanding those buttons and starting to manage her anxiety when mom pushes one. Because all that it is is mom says, you don't visit me enough, for example, and that creates tension inside of this gal. And so what do we do when we feel tense? We work to reduce the tension. How does she let mom get, uh, let her off the, how does she make mom let her off the hook? Well, she goes and visits. But then mom finds something else to push the button on. And that stove being the wrong color and she finally broke it down and gave her a new stove. I think, oh baby, I feel so bad. However, this is not gonna get better. And mom is gonna complain whether you protect yourself or whether you don't protect yourself. And so my, I, I've said this on the podcast before, James, I never tell people life is too short. I always say life is too long to be miserable. <laughs> Do you wanna be miserable? I'm assuming she's probably, I don't know, maybe roughly my age, 40s, maybe close to 50. But uh, if you're going to live to be another 80 or 85, do you want to be miserable for another 40 years? I don't know how long, how long mom is going to last, but I say start protecting yourself because it's not just you you have to worry about. You have a husband that you need to tend to. You have children that you need to tend to. Mom is a grown-up, and if she made her bed such that she has no friends and she's miserable, then that's mom's choice. And it doesn't matter what you do. It's interesting she doesn't talk about dad. I don't know what dad's doing to her, but I would imagine there's other buttons that he's pushing. But working on boundaries with mom has got to be 100% on your part because mom is going to do what she's going to do. And it, as soon as you start laying down the law, mom is going to start huffing and puffing even harder to try to blow your house down. And she's going to find a button that makes you collapse. My advice is when you collapse, do it in front of your husband and not in front of your mother. Let your <laughs> husband protect you a little bit. And I know he travels, but can he run interference for some of her demands so he can shut her down and make sure that you have a little bit of a buffer there, give you a shield. Sometimes the spouse can be the one to step into the line of fire for you. Keep your kids out of it, by the way. It's not their job to protect their parents. It's uh, your job to protect them. But uh, spouses look out for each other. When your husband's home, have him take the calls and the texts and have him tell your mother no. And then mom will go through a series of gestures to make it look more and more desperate that she needs you there. But that's when you really are going to be put to the test. And that's where a therapist can help you. Or maybe your husband. I don't know how your marriage is. It sounds like it's okay. But uh, anyway, that's my advice in general for her, James. Well, I got a real easy fix. If mom won't talk to her for two weeks after buying the wrong appliance, just keep buying appliances. You can have so much solitude. <laughs> just get her a whole new kitchen one piece at a time. I mean, you are already going so far above and beyond what is required. I mean, I don't think Steve or I sees our parents that much, nor I doesn't, it doesn't seem like our parents are in the same age bracket yet. But, you know, I see my parents uh, depending. It might be a couple times a month or it might be once every couple months, but I'm certainly not there three or four times a, a week. I mean, you are going sure. above and beyond for contact as much as any child ever cares for a parent. And these parents are not going neglected. You have a 24-hour caregiver there, which you kind of casually drop that in yeah the, the last line but i mean that that changes everything she yes. has somebody there in the house 24 hours a day and that person yes. has to be paid to be there i mean if you think you're miserable imagine how miserable that poor person is <laughs> you probably i imagine will go through several caretakers but I, i'm guessing the caretakers probably you know condition 
conditioned and trained for dealing with difficult people like that, uh, but you have nothing to feel bad about. So this is just going to come down to you protecting yourself and feeling less guilty. If you, but if you've over your entire life just kind of learned to take in this guilt, uh, you. Uh, you're going to have to, uh, again, work on you, like Steve said. I think it's interesting that your mom still has contact uh, with, with your dad after all this time. They call each other daily. If they really are that narcissistic and hard to get along with, it, they seem to have this lasting friendship. So it's, it's really not the case, despite what she says, that she has no one. She has your dad, and she has the caretaker. Uh, so give yourself a break. Cut yourself a little slack. And if all else fails, go the kitchen appliance route. <laughs> I like that appliance therapy. That's good. <laughs> yeah, get her a crappy refrigerator next. <laughs> Let's see if she doesn't talk to you for a month. Ugh. But yeah, that's the point, James, that for you and I on the outside looking in, and this gal probably knows at some level, this is insane what I'm doing. I can't believe I've done this again. But she can't stop herself because of that internal tension. She is wound tighter than a Swiss watch inside, and her mother has done that for a specific purpose. It takes a lot. It's not an easy thing to just say no. Because you've got to manage your own internal storm when you say no. It, and uh, the mom's going to do what the mom's going to do. She's got to make the change if she wants to. And it, it has to begin with her. It has to end with her. That's the only person who can say no. It kind of reminds me. It's been a few years since I've seen it. But do you, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Sure. The so, whole series. Do you remember the mother on The Sopranos? It kind of yep. reminds me of uh, of this this lady's mother here. That 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 mom I recall being constantly miserable, constantly critical. That you show up, well, you're not here enough. All like, and that's what I when I picture this mother, I'm, I'm picturing Tony Soprano's mom. And and that mom does pass away, and I believe Tony feels guilty about it. Now, granted, he was not a good child. <laughs> he was out there running a criminal enterprise, but he did the best he could. And even he wasn't over there two or three times a week. So you are doing great letter writer so take solace in that the entire world the world being the 50 people who listen to this podcast we're all on your side and uh and i think you're gonna you're gonna be just fine as long as you work on yourself and you remember that this you know your mom she could she can irritate you all the time but ultimately you are in control of your own life and not her so we we do wish you the best on that uh, any closing thoughts steve Boy, you've, uh, I could do 15 minutes on how Tony Soprano's mother was written so perfectly to create Tony Soprano. Now, he's the male version, so it's, that rage is going to come out differently. This letter writer is collapsing on herself. Tony Soprano turned it outward. But I remember an interview with David Chase, who wrote that character, and he was very precise about how he wanted the mother to be because his thought was, that's what made The Sopranos beautiful. Every backstory perfectly wove the tapestry of what became each of these characters. And anyway, I, that's a great poll. That's a fantastic reference, James. That's exactly spot on. All right, Steve's saying I'm right. That does not happen every day. We better hurry up and close out this episode. So uh, if you have a relationship issue that you'd like us to resolve, or at least just side with you and say you're awesome, please write a message to me at jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. We do take all your questions seriously. And it doesn't have to be, uh, it can be any kind of relationship. It can be romantic, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or it can be parent, child. We've been doing a lot of those lately. Any kind of relationship you have in your life, even platonic relationships, coworkers, whatever, we will take a look at those so thank you very much for joining us we do appreciate that you chose us out of literally an infinite number of podcasts you could have you could have listened to uh this has been 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back